0: I think just giving yourself that permission and then having a bit of focus. I think for anybody who's working creatively, you f- you'll find that you have ideas coming in and out, and they you know you're always very excited about things, and you can get yourself worked up about a new idea quite easily, and that's why I think for creatives it's so important to have this focus and to really be strict with yourself.
1: I've spent the last 10 years honing my skills as a designer and building on my experience to grow my career. Looking back on my journey, it got me thinking, what does it take to be a creative professional? How do you build an effective creative business or grow a successful career? I'm on an infinite quest to learn and apply something new every day. So join me as we dive into the stories and strategies of the most talented creators working today. My name is Anthony Spano, and this is Stay Creating. Okay, I'm sitting here with the head of branding and media for AJ and Smart and the host of the Happy Hour Career Talk podcast, the ever-talented and lovely Brittany Bowering. How are you?
0: Hello, Anthony. I'm good. How are you?
1: Very good. Thank you on this beautiful Sunday.
0: Yeah. I mean, is it beautiful where you are?
1: It actually is. Yeah. It's like 80 degrees and it's really nice.
0: Ah, and 80 degrees in my language is
1: uh, like what, 25?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm so bad. Something like that, yes. Yeah, okay.
1: So somebody also, so I deal with a team in London and in Paris a lot, and they were talking about, uh, they were like, wow, we're kind of hitting record highs here.
0: Oh, Um, I know. They were
1: at like 46 degrees Celsius or something, and then we looked it up, and it was like 114 degrees Fahrenheit, which is crazy.
0: It's insane. So there's been some really wild uh, heat wave Heat some heat wave action happening, um, but actually yeah. we're we're in a bit of a reprieve, so it's actually much nicer now. So I'm based in Berlin in Germany, and it's right. it was atrocious for a couple of weeks, and now we're down to like a a, a totally humane level of heat. Which okay, is super good, nice. yeah,
1: very doable. Yeah, yes,
0: yeah. yes, I can do this. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so I'd like to uh, I'd like to dive in a little bit uh, to your backstory, you know like uh growing up so tell me a little bit about your childhood were you always, able to make people laugh as a kid. Was that you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's really funny because I never really considered myself a funny person, if that makes sense. Like I, I didn't really, I, I definitely wasn't the, uh, class clown. I wasn't like the person that would get everybody in stitches, but like with my really close friends, I was definitely a funny person. And, and I always was involved in like drama and I was, you know, on the drama team and the improv team. And like, I did all that kind of stuff. So I always loved that aspect. Like I always loved making people laugh and, and that sort of, I mean, nothing really makes me happier than And like, when you make people laugh, it's the greatest feeling ever. And I always kind of had that. Yeah, I always had that kind of um, feeling about it. And I, but I, but I really, honestly, never really considered myself to be funny. I don't know why. Well,
1: let me. Let me also back up. So you are also a stand-up comedian.
0: Yeah, I do. I do stand-up comedy. I run a show here in Berlin, which people are always very confused by. But there actually is quite a big um, English stand-up comedy scene here. So it's actually it, cool, cool. we have we actually have tons of like traveling um, comedians, like touring comedians, coming to Berlin, and they're always so excited because there's like real audiences here and, and, and like really unique venues and a lot of comedians. So it's, uh, and all English speaking as well. Right. But yeah, it's very cool. Yeah.
1: And what is that, what is that show called?
0: Oh yeah. My show is called Adorable Idiots.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a weekly show. It's on Sunday nights. It's a very, like, friendly atmosphere. Like, yeah, it's a really cool, actually. It's a really, really old bar. And in the back, there's, like, one of those really old cinemas, like, where you just, it's all, like, red and there's, like, drapes everywhere and, uh, you know, and the little folding seats. And, yeah, every Sunday night at 8 o'clock in Berlin, we have a show there. And it's it's an open mic. So I'm one of the hosts, I hope host it with my co-host Zach and we basically bring people through a show involving usually between like seven and nine comedians and they're coming on and they're like test yeah it's really fun actually because it's a it's a, a very kind of it's like my weekly kind of creative outlet you know and I just
1: what made you get into stand-up like that that's not a an easy leap to make I mean I I am a huge fan of stand-up and Mm -hmm. I have been for about the better part of 15 years just loving you know like the classics and and it takes real guts to get up in front of people and be funny, right? Or even I, I shouldn't even say be funny.
0: Attempt to
1: exactly, right? <laughs> to attempt and to like relate to an audience or or something, right? Get get a yeah. rise out of somebody. Yeah. So what what made you take that leap?
0: So, I like you, Anthony. I was a big comedy fan for many many years. Loved like was always going to comedy shows. Um I just I, lo- I found it so infectious, yeah. the whole idea of it, you know, like the nervousness when the comedian gets on and are they going to be funny? Are they not going to be funny? And then the relief in like the first laugh that they get, like right. all of those kind of right. things. I loved it all. Right. And um and so I was going to a lot of shows all the time. And then I moved to Berlin. Like I've been in Berlin for about six years. And usually people assume that I started comedy when I was in Canada, because I'm from Canada, and I actually didn't. I started it in Berlin, so I. It was kind of a, I think a, a combination of things. I think for one, moving out of uh, uh, your hometown or even moving countries, it puts this sort of, um, it puts you in this zone of like, this kind of free. I'm gonna do whatever I want. I'm gonna be whoever I want to be. I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna do some weird shit, you know. <laughs> and like I like it could happen. It right? could happen. Who knows? You feel this. Yeah. yeah, there's nobody there who used to know you and who like. All the people that have you in there, like they've figured you out, right? They're like, oh yeah, Brittany, like she's fun and she like is a professional and she does this and that or whatever. If I started doing stand-up, they would all just freak out, right? <laughs> but here you move somewhere new, nobody really knows you or your backstory and you don't have to like stay in those parameters of the things that people have sort of figured out about you. It's really, it's, oh, it's something, that. yeah, it's something that I realized after being here for a few years and it really changed my like I changed my whole perception about just moving abroad and I'm like very encouraging for people to do it at least once to try it yeah totally um, anyway so it's like that kind of feeling of like I can do whatever and then there was also I started hanging out with a couple of people who did comedy here and then I was going to their shows and a friend of mine actually kind of like nudged me to do it it was really funny I I never considered it and then a friend of mine said like hey Brit like maybe you should try hmm. doing this. And I was like, absolutely uh, not. Yeah. I would never. Um, and then I just started writing and then I decided to try it. So
1: yeah. do you think writing started the confidence to to be able to get up there?
0: Yeah. I think that I've always really loved writing and even in like a kind of comedic way. But then I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, what would I even talk about? Mm. And I started writing things down. And then once I had something kind of formed on paper, I I definitely was like, okay, I can... I can do this. Like, it was really weird because I wasn't even, like, everybody on the the first night that I did stand up, everybody was kind of freaking out. You know, like, they were like, are you super nervous? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, this is your first. And I I remember thinking, like, I'm actually not that nervous because I know that I'm going to go up and it's either – it's going to be funny or it's not going to be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to get an answer pretty quick and it's it'll be fine either way. But I was just so, I just wanted to try it so badly. So I, I, I was very nervous, obviously, but I wasn't as nervous as I thought I would have been.
1: Yeah, and I think you have to do it yeah. to find something out about yourself also, you know, uh, find out something about your writing, right? If something hits, maybe you didn't totally. say it the right way or, you know, whatever it is, you can kind of tweak those jokes, tweak, you know, yeah, your approach. Yeah,
0: it was... It was funny because a lot of people, what they found it, in my very early days of doing stand-up, because then I got addicted, right? And I just started doing it constantly. Yeah. Um, people always said, like, it's kind of amazing that you've sort of figured, like, you just knew who your character would be mm-hmm. on stage. Like, you, you, it seems like you had thought about it for a really long time because the, the persona that you're giving off seems like a very developed Character, you know, and I mean, some, That's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting, and I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess it just made sense because the way I present myself is very kind of, um, I'm very uh, upbeat and happy, but then I kind of have these sort of um, uh, dry kind of cuts, and I sort of say things that people would really not expect me to say and it it, that's kind of what I'm playing with all the time you know like am I super happy and like go lucky or am I completely insane and you know like (laughs) a psychopath (laughs) yeah And I love it. I love it. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's that's something maybe that somebody in your past life maybe put you in a box of right, and then past that you're just breaking out of that. They these people have no idea, right? So I can be anything here.
0: Totally, (laughs) Anthony, you you nailed it. That's exactly it. Yeah, it's like people have always. I have blonde hair. I'm like I'm very smiley. Um, You know, I I give off this kind of like like when people first meet me. There's a very I'm very bubbly as well, and people sort of they they kind of. They're like, oh, I've got her figured out, and I think that's always sort of, yeah. yeah, I think that's where it came from for sure.
1: So, so I had been following AJ and Smart, your company, for a little bit, a little while, Mm -hmm. and so I started watching, you know, the videos that you guys have on YouTube and whatnot. And you showed up on a bunch of them, right? You know, you're on a lot of them, yeah. And that I was like, oh, she's great, you know. And I kind of got that from you. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at you had your own YouTube channel, so I, I popped into that. And I saw that you were into stand up, and I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. I see that.
0: Oh, you know? cool. Oh, that's great. People usually are very surprised.
1: Right, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's cool that you that you could see it. That's cool. Yeah,
1: definitely. So, and, and that made me reach out honestly because you could see that there was this depth. You know, I mean, you worked at this really cool company, and that was awesome. But there was this depth of of like creativity that you can tell was being put into something else that was not in your industry. Necessarily. Oh, thank
0: you so much. And uh, yeah, I'm so flattered. Yeah.
1: So uh, all right. So you mentioned. You've been in Berlin for six years. Yes. You lived in Canada before that?
0: Yeah, so I grew up in Canada. I am Canadian. I was in Calgary, which is a city in Alberta. It's a great city, actually. It's very outdoorsy. People love, like if you love hiking and skiing and snowboarding and snowshoeing and uh, canoeing and all those things, yeah. it's like the perfect yeah. place for people like that, which I... uh only only recently am I discovering how much I love being in nature, but anyways that's a, a story for another day um, <laughs> but yeah I, it's a it's a place that is um I grew up there though and it it it, it does sort of have it, it is still relatively conservative i mean it's definitely conservative politically hmm. but just in general it's um yeah it's a it's a kind of conservative place and I always as I was growing up and especially in kind of my late teens, I thought always, I was like, I think I'm not going to live here. I, I think I'm going to live somewhere else. And I, I moved oh, to so Toronto. Yeah. I I definitely had this strong feeling that I should be somewhere else and I wanted to be somewhere. I've always been drawn to excitement and adventure. So yeah. I, I was like, I'm going to move to Toronto. And I had, I had never been to Toronto. I was like, I don't know what to, what it'll be like, but I, I decided in my kind of last years of university that I would, uh, do my internships there. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get an internship in Toronto. So I did. And then I loved, I completely fell in love with that city. Absolutely adored it. Um, it's really vibrant. It's, it is in a lot of ways, like a little mini New York. It's yeah. very, um, like culturally rich. Um, there's lots going on. Uh, it's fun and just, it's like, I'm trying to like, it's like a I'm trying to like think of the perfect (laughs) word to describe it. But it's – it is – it's just wonderful. It's a really great place. I've heard great Um, things. So I was living – I've
1: heard great things about Toronto. I've never been to to Canada, but Toronto is definitely a destination that I'd like to to hit
0: once I get there. You're so close, aren't you? Are you based in New York?
1: New York, yes. So yeah, it's just a – it's a quick shot up there.
0: It's so close. I mean, you should also check out Montreal if you're in the area, you know, because they're so close. And Montreal is amazing. But anyway, so I lived in Toronto for a while and then I – was doing, I was actually working in public relations and, um, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and let's just like, I mean, let's just say I didn't love it. Right. Um, okay. I was, I was also working like somewhat with kind of like fashion clients and it was just not my scene whatsoever. I'm I I love clothes, I love fashion, but I do, I'm not I am not a fashion girl. Like I'm not yeah. like in those situations. Like just it wasn't me and I it was just so obvious. And 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 working in a public relations agency was just not what I deemed as, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, fun. what, fun? uh, yeah, <laughs> fun, right?
1: fun. not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. So at what stage of your career was that?
0: That was like early days. Like, I mean, I took, uh, it was like just after university. Okay. So in university I did marketing communications. Okay. And so I thought – and and people were like, oh, you should definitely, you know, do like work in agency, PR agency for sure. You'd love it. It's really fast-paced and, you know, things are changing and moving and you got to be whatever. And I just – I really just didn't feel natural to me yeah. in any sense. Yeah. And then PR started to feel like this thing where I was like, I don't think that's my game. Like I'm not – I don't want to have to like, you know – any kind of like crisis management it's really high stress as well like I just was like I'm not interested in that and I could tell and so I felt honestly a little bit lost because I was like okay I took marketing communications in, in university. Now I'm working in a PR agency. I don't like it. And what am I like, you know, and I had also worked in like also big organizations. Um, I worked at, I worked at like an oil and gas company. Like I did all these things where I was like, this is so not for me. Like I knew instantly.
1: You're just testing the waters outside of (laughs) everything that you studied for Yeah. outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Dipping your toe in, don't like it. Exactly.
0: So I was doing all this, different stuff and and I was just like you know what I need to figure out what it is that I want and I think I'm not gonna figure that out here you know I just had this I had this really like strong sense that I needed something really drastically different and I needed to just sort of like slingshot myself into a situation where you know I didn't recognize everything and I you know I didn't have um like I I wanted something new and fresh and exciting and I I mean I've I did a workshop a few uh probably a year ago where it was about decision making yeah and what was revealed is that all of my decisions the the most like the the ones with the best outcome were the ones where I just like went kind of crazy and did something a bit wild and was like just seeking adventure and excitement oh. so um that was kind of interesting interesting yeah. so
1: okay so you you needed to slingshot yourself what did you do? what were the steps that you took like initially to even see that through
0: yeah, so i um <laughs> I was. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine, and I was like, "Look, I think I'm going to go to Europe. I think I'm just going to ditch everything for a little while, and see what I can find there. And it's probably that I'll go there and I'll be there for you know six months to a year and see what it's like to live somewhere else, see another country, do some traveling, and then I'll be back. Right? That was kind of my plan. Right. My friend was like, "Yeah, definitely, that sounds great." And then I kind of had this master plan because I I really hadn't had the opportunity to save a lot of money because I was kind of newly in the job market like I you know I yeah. I wasn't really far in my career so I was like okay well money is going to be an issue if I want to stay there for a, a while and so I thought you know what I'll teach English as a second language and I'll get my TEFL certificate and I will go and I'll just teach and travel and live there for a little while. And then I'll just see what happens. So that was my plan. And then that very night, I just signed up for like a TEFL course. Wow. Uh, that was happening in Prague. And I just, it was like a few months later that I just left and I sold, I sold my car. I, you know, like I got rid of all my stuff. Oh, I you, like uh, left my apartment. You burned
1: the ships. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no way back now it was
1: that's really interesting
0: yeah it was pretty uh i think about it now and i'm like that was pretty bold brit (laughs) like
1: yeah yeah but that's but that that shows yeah that shows your dedication for sure like you needed you needed a change you had to make something happen
0: yeah that was definitely the feeling for sure yeah.
1: So I'm always curious like you said you wanted to teach uh English as a second language uh, I, and we don't have to spend too much time on it but how do you even approach that did, did you speak yeah. the language that you were that you were teaching them to
0: No, you don't actually. Like you don't have to. And actually in an ideal scenario, you wouldn't speak the language uh, that they speak because um, they'll learn much faster actually. If you're not- uh, Because they have to. Exactly, exactly. They can't be like, oh, what's this word? They have to explain what that word is uh, in all the words that they know. Um, Starting at- complete zero is is pretty difficult to do uh if you don't speak the language at all um okay but if they have a few if they have a few sentences and they're able to say a few things it's actually there's a lot of techniques and um it was a lot of fun actually and I really it's funny because my role right now does also involve education and I really did love teaching and I thought like wow this is really cool and for a while I was like oh my god should I go back to school and become a teacher (laughs) because I just loved it. I really loved it.
1: In a recent episode, actually episode 16 of your Happy Hour Career Talk podcast, you mentioned how you took on your current job, right? But you Mm -hmm. were uncomfortable at first uh, in the position because you weren't necessarily uh, a trained product designer or you didn't really know that industry whatsoever, but you naturally kind of grew into it. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, that's um, my job at AJ and Smart. Getting my job at AJ and Smart is kind of a funny story. So I am not like, I am not a product designer. I've never done any kind of design school. And a lot of people would actually say my visual design skills are abysmal. So (laughs) I'm, I'm now, I'm now working at a product design and innovation studio. Right. And that is what we do. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, we do a lot of, we don't do a lot of visual design. We do a lot more kind of, um, like product design and UX stuff, Um, but I kind of, I met, so I met AJ and Smart. I met uh, John, who's the CEO, and um, I kind of, I actually volunteered at an event that um, they were running, and it was, it was actually their first ever training, uh, like an innovation training. That's so cool. And I went, yeah, I went to the event. When when, when was this? uh, Three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I went to this event and I was like making coffees and just kind of popping around and helping wherever I could. I just started like I, – I learned a lot about what AJ and Smart kind of was doing at the time and I was so intrigued by it. I've always been really interested in like startups, tech – business and general entrepreneurship. And AJ and Smart at that time was teaching the design sprint, which is just basically like a a process for fast iterative, like innovation and product development. But it's basically like I was watching them teach this and I was thinking, oh my God, this is fantastic. This is like something I've been so curious about like how companies or startups or even like venture capitalists any kind of investors how they decide what ideas to move forward with and how what that looks like what does that process look like how do they decide on a an idea and then make the thing you know and what does that even involve and this was kind of my first experience or my first glimpse at what that world is and i was so captivated and i just thought oh this is really cool i want to learn much more about this and i think that that is the key when you don't know, uh, you know, if you don't have the background, but you see the value in something. And that's, I think, what happened. I saw how much value these processes and these kind of, you know, something like the design sprint can add to a company or a startup. And I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. And I want in. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. So you were interested in, um, in learning something new, right? So, I mean, so much so that you, you know, volunteered to kind of just help out and and just be around you yeah. know like fly on the wall type of uh i'm going to take this in absorb everything and i and and, and you saw it as a as a teaching moment as well you know or a teaching opportunity and that's kind of what you're doing now right more uh um, yeah
0: it's really it was really cool because what happened after that event is like i got along really well with the team and john and i you know we were kind of in discussion of like okay how could i work here. I'm not a product designer. You know, I'm not coming from like a tech world. I was actually before uh, AJ and Smart, I was working in video advertising. So I kind of like, yeah, I went from like teaching English to video advertising to AJ and Smart. But anyway, I was kind of like, I think what I can do is help you kind of spread the word about what you're doing like I think more people should know about this and that's sort of my ability like my forte is in like any kind of media stuff like we could do videos we could do we could like I could write blogs I'm like I was just so excited about like somehow contributing and uh John was like yeah that sounds actually like pretty good and so we kind of worked on it from there and then that's so cool yeah I I sort of like designed my job in a way
1: yeah Let's talk about a little bit about personal brand because I feel like that's kind of what you brought to that table there. Okay, you had all these things that you stacked together, yeah. for, you know, to be your personal brand. I mean, also, and and I keep referring to it, but in an earlier episode of your podcast, uh, you and Penny, your co-host, sort of debate the importance of this. You seem to be on the side of it being a positive thing, something that anyone in sort of any line of work could
0: could use mm-hmm. to separate
1: themselves. Penny seemed to be on the side of personal branding kind of marginalizing the individual into like almost like a forced sense of self. Yeah. But what do you think there? Do you think that it, it does help?
0: This debate is like, I love talking about this because it is really interesting because I do think many people who have a personal brand or are working on their personal brand, it's dangerous, right? Like you're giving off this sense of who you are to people and a lot of it is fake It's not really who you are. It's not really what you're feeling. And that's dangerous because giving off this impression that everything is wonderful can be a little bit, I mean, it's, it's scary for you because everyone, like, I remember when I was, uh, I was like, I'm still doing a lot on Instagram and stuff. Right. But I was doing a lot about my job and this and that. And like, and I I was traveling a lot and a couple of friends, I met up with them and they're like, well, it seems like you're just like, everything's great. (laughs) And I was like, oh my Oh, oh no! Like not everything's great, like you know. And I was like, oh shit! Like I was doing this thing where I'm just showing all the best stuff, yeah. And everybody's thinking that my life's incredible and everything's wonderful. And I was like, oh my god, shit! You know. And I had this moment where I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta actually right. also get a little bit more real with it and be a little bit more genuine because I—that's what I don't want. I don't want people like comparing their lives to this weird, you know, perfect image of uh, what. Like yeah, it's just ugh, it just made me really sad and scared. <laughs>
1: Social media it kind of it, it kind of allows for that you know a little yeah. bit too, and, and, and maybe no, no fault of its own you know, um, just yeah. because it's it exists right. But people tend to curate the best stuff and make sure that they're presenting the best self, yeah. You know?
0: And that's that's tough it's natural, right? Like that's what, that's what we do in general. Humans always want to give off the best impression, you know, and they want to put forth, you know, they want to, like most times you want to kind of like look good and, you know, wear nice clothes or whatever. And I think that when it comes to personal brand, I do sort of stick by my original thought, which is that I think it's just important to have a presence Or have like an opinion and be a part of the conversation whatever conversation it is that interests you or that you're passionate about especially I mean with work and creative work if you're in any kind of creative industry I think that actually it's just even more important that you you know you you put out a sense of who you are what you stand for what you're doing you share it like I I I really do believe in um I think it's Austin Cleone he's he has this quote where he's like Oh, is it Austin Cleon? Oh shoot, I don't want to misquote someone. But anyways, there is a quote. It may or may not be Austin Cleon, <laughs> um, but uh, they say like, "Do good work and share it." Awesome. Like you know, like that to me. I'm like, that's great. That's exactly what I believe in. Yeah. And I think through social media, we're we're able to do that, and that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, it is a good thing. It, it definitely is. I think also showing a side a side of you that doesn't know everything is also humbling and yes. and, and it shows a, a more human side to it. It's not easy to do, you know. Yeah. And to your point before, you it's natural to kind of put your your most positive face forward. In every situation, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking for a new job, your resume is all of the great things about you, you yeah, know, yeah. if you're putting a, you know, taking a picture, you want the right angle, like all these things, yeah. you know, when you first meet somebody, you get a great, you want a great first impression. No one's going into a situation going, hey, how are you? Uh, my name's Anthony. Oh man, I had the worst day at work yesterday.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or something exactly. like yeah. you would
1: never put that forward. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think it, it opens a window uh, to, to show like a genuine self. Everybody experiences downtimes in their life, right? A loss For here sure. and there. I mean, we have to, you know, we're human. Yeah. So I think opening that up and, and kind of, you know, giving giving that sense is great. I loved also some of the the videos that you put on, uh with your stand up mm-hmm. is like you know the the, the steps to hosting a, a stand-up night or or these things. It's, it's mm-hmm. awesome because you're highlighting also the process, the struggle of actually doing it. It's not so easy. It's not like just follow these three easy steps and yeah. you're on your way to becoming a, you know, a stand-up host or whatever it is. Yeah. The work is is uh, part of what makes you successful in what you do.
0: Totally. And I think that that's one thing that people should do a little bit more of on social media is actually talk about the work. You know, like, what are they doing yeah. to get that successful stage or whatever the, it is that they're sharing? What was the work that went in behind that? Right. And like, how can we kind of help each other out and like, lift each other up a little bit, support each other and bring actual value. That's the thing is like I absolutely love anybody on you know social media who's adding value to conversation about something, you know, and that's, I mean, it'll be values different for everybody, but like for me, that's not someone who posts their outfit every day. Yeah, You know what I mean? And it's, I mean, but, but, but I'm not saying that I don't follow any of those accounts either. You know what I mean? Cause I also (laughs) like nice clothes sometimes, you know? So I like, but I'm just saying like, you know, for me, the people that do that, like the people that I follow in like, let's say fashion and beauty, they're also being like really real and really genuine as well. And so I'm feeling like I'm getting like an actual, Version of them that's a little bit honest, and I like that a lot.
1: Well, I'm trying to do the same for myself. I've always been a little bit more careful with what I post out there. You're putting yourself out there, you know, so it's not an easy thing to do, especially maybe even in like a professional way. You want to seem quote unquote perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, like you know what you're talking about, you know, what you're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. and that you are an expert. Not everybody's an expert in everything, you know, and so. Even taking this podcast on, this is new for me. Yeah. You know, it's something that I'm not used to doing. I, I have a passion for it and I love it, but it does not come without bumps. Yeah. And I'll, I'll even give a window into that. My, the second episode that I ever did here, I, I met this illustrator from Milan, Antonio Sortino, mm-hmm. super, super talented. He was actually in New York for uh, a trip to the Society of Illustrators, and he made the time to meet me. We got together, and we recorded the podcast, and it was really great. Little did I know, as I was recording it, I was trying out a new mic, and instead of being... Oh, no. Instead of being... uh, I think it was omnidirectional. I forgot what type of mic this is, but um, I basically had it facing the wrong way (sighs) the entire interview. Shoot. And so I recorded the whole thing, and I hear... Him very clearly in his mic. I also hear him very clearly in my mic. So uh, it was definitely disappointing. And when I got home, I kind of listened back and I was like, oh, wow, this is deflating. You know, it it was tough. But you learn from those things, you know, and so even talking about them, somebody else might be like, oh, you know what, I have to look, uh, make sure the mic is facing the right way this time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I've made so many of those mistakes. There's so many times where I've forgotten to press record or we've also done that exact thing as talking into the wrong side of the mic. Right. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And it's always when you recorded such a great... Like it was like, Oh, we nailed it. And then you're like, Oh I know. Mike wasn't on. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I know, I know. But I will say, Anthony, you have an excellent podcast voice. You have a very radio like it's a radio voice. Oh well thank you. I I I appreciate you
1: saying that. Cannot stand the the sound of my own voice, but I think that goes for everybody, right? I think it's, everyone kind of has that.
0: It's so hard, yeah. yeah. It's so hard to hear your own voice. Imagine uh, watching a video of yourself doing stand up. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I can imagine. That's a pretty atrocious <laughs> feeling. Yeah, it's the worst. So that's something actually yeah. I'm looking forward
1: to doing as well. I, I want to put myself out there. This is this is part of the part of that process is is putting myself on mic or you know at, and out there uh, in an yeah. uncomfortable situation that I wouldn't normally do. And then one of one, another step forward that I'd like to take and I've spoken to a couple of coworkers who have done it in the past, but I would like to take an improv class.
0: Yeah. And that
1: scares me to my core.
0: <laughs> you totally should do it. Improv <laughs> is so much fun. Like yeah. I I love doing improv. Yeah. I I'm not that I haven't actually watched a ton of really professional improv, but yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of watching improv. But I, I do love doing. I it. hear you.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's more of an exercise for me. You know, I, I'm I'm not looking yeah. to take anything out of it besides like I'll find something out about myself. You know, in a in a certain
0: way. I think it's so useful in so many different ways, like being able to improvise and right. kind of go with the flow of things. Uh, I think that improves so many aspects of your life. Yeah. I think like in terms of being in meetings, presentations, anything where you're kind of having to deal with people and maybe you're going to have to deal with a situation that you might not be prepared for. Right. I think an improv class is dynamite. Yeah, for that.
1: definitely. So I, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted on that. Yeah, I might, I might let do me know. That. I'll document it. Yeah.
0: Ah, perfect.
1: Let's talk about some, uh, these things are often overlooked and the focus is usually more on like the technical aspect of your job but let's talk about like the soft skills that really you need for your career okay these are things that you have in your makeup right and these are things that you kind of take take away from your life as as you grow as a person it's as simple as like the fundamentals of saying please and thank you Mm -hmm. knowing when to speak and when not to speak you know things like this Mm -hmm. what kind of role have they Mm -hmm. taken in your life or in your career to grow
0: this is really interesting because I actually think that soft skills will get you so much further than technical skills, Right. and it's just, it's something that people, I think, overlook a lot, but what's hilarious, I'm going to get real with you now, Anthony, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you honestly, I mean, maybe you know, maybe you've listened to this episode, in the podcast I talk about it, but I did a this kind of like problem-solving aptitude test mm-hmm. at work. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I did hear this and it was hilarious.
0: Anthony, it didn't go well, <laughs> all right? It wasn't it wasn't my best performance. Um and uh-huh. it was pretty funny because I'm like it actually I kind of I I I've, I've had ups and downs of how I feel about it, right? Because it's like Yeah. I mean taking any kind of test and getting a bad result is always damaging to your confidence right it's like oh god really like you know but i yeah i have multiple i've kind of yeah mixed feelings because on one hand i'm like well with that test score i've really nailed it like right, <laughs> how right. have i gotten how have i actually like sustained a job you know like i mean not that that's a bit extreme but you know like i'm like oh my god it's all fine like it's cool that i don't actually have to be you know this person who you know can look at a pattern and then figure out what the following right. you know shape is going to be right, in the pattern yeah. or whatever like that is not actually a skill that is going to in my career anyways in some careers it would help you but in my career it's not going to help me yeah so why would I dwell on this this test score that's telling me, hey, Brittany, you're really bad at this kind of stuff. (laughs) It's like, okay, great. But actually I knew, I kind of knew that. And also I'm good at these other things. And that's kind of the direction I'm going in anyways. I think that soft skills being able to, I mean, a couple of things uh, we just recorded today. uh, So it's in my brain. We were talking about feedback and just like being able to give and receive feedback is so important and i think that for me it's been something that i've struggled with a lot in terms of actually giving any kind of feedback okay um i'm canadian so 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 what does that mean we like to be (laughs) we're we're extremely nice Uh, and uh, very uh non-confrontational got it you know got it like you don't want to don't want to stir the pot, everything needs to be just like happy days all the time. Right. you know yeah, it's it's quite funny. but and I I really do believe that that has had a massive impact on just my ability to be like upfront and honest with people yeah about like you know, any kind of negative situation. Well, so that, yeah, I think that yeah oh, sorry No, no,
1: it's okay. I was gonna say that uh, feedback, the feedback loop is something that I've been used to since college, but only mm. receiving right the feeling of anxiety that washed over my body the first time that i was in i was in a college course and it was like you know like a photoshop course or something it was something like this. And the professor said, okay, so tomorrow we're going to present. Uh, so you're going to put your projects up on the board and then we're all going to review it. <laughs> wow. And in my head, I went, nope. <laughs> 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 because I was like, there's no way that I'm doing that, you know? Yeah. And meanwhile, that was just part of the process and we had to do it. And so, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of putting yourself out there. It's up there. People are looking at it, they're commenting yeah. on it. It's scary. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. I think that, um, that's one thing also that stand up kind of forces you to be like, it's like you get, you get feedback immediately and it's very harsh often, you know, like it's either really great or really not great. And you know, immediately. And I, that's something that I actually really love about it as well. But yeah. Are you like, are you someone who, So you aren't giving a lot of feedback.
1: Well, now I am. Like
0: in your, like. Now I am. You are. Okay. And so I've had to make that. Do you find it difficult?
1: Yes and no. And I'll tell you why. Because I have, I've created a system. I I like to create systems. So, so if I, if I see something, a situation that I'm going into, I like to be as prepared as possible. So that's Mm -hmm. the way I approach anything now. So I'll, I'll look to see what kind of system can I create that will make this go the right way, right? And to be successful. So yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll look to see, you know, how we can make this a success and then I will base it off of that. And so the feedback will, you know, it's not personal. It's it's basically, we need to reach this end goal. This is how I think you can get there from what you've given me here. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great start and this is where we can make it better that's the way that i have cool. approached it thus far and i know i know that i can improve that yeah. so i'm still always looking to improve
0: so what about feedback on soft skills
1: oh feedback <laughs> on soft skills ooh yeah that's, that would be a tough that one that is a tough one cuz
0: i mean if something is if something is in front of you and it's super like if it's like a yeah any kind of like design like design work or something like that you can look at it and be like okay this is a good start here's where we want it to be here's how how are we going to get there yeah. blah 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 but if it's like someone messed up in a client meeting. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you're like having to tell them like, hey, you know, when you said, you know, when you told the client to go F themselves, <laughs> that wasn't the right thing to yeah, do. You yeah. know?
1: Maybe not the best approach. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's yeah. a harder one. I think that one's tougher. And I think it's because you're almost putting your, your opinion into it, right. By saying yeah, that that's not yeah. the way to go about that. And they might look at you and go, what do you mean? You know, that that's your opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe or maybe not, yeah. but yeah that that's a little bit tougher i i I think that there is it's hard to say definitively, but there's there's a right and wrong way to do some of those things for sure the gray areas i think are smaller
0: there that's absolutely true yeah we talk about it all 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 of that on the podcast, so it's uh yeah
1: yeah. So which, by the way, I love your podcast. You I'm like so it? glad that I th- yeah, you have a whole thing going on. You got a YouTube channel. Oh, you're doing geez. AJ and Smart. You got your own podcast. It's stand up. It's, it's unbelievable.
0: I have let YouTube kind of fall by the wayside. Okay. Only How come? temporarily. So it turned into this thing where it was like, oh, my God, I don't have time to like take a second for myself at all. Okay. And it's funny because I'm a very, I am a very, uh, like I like to have a lot of things on the go. I like to have, you know, my, what is the saying? Like my hands in a lot of pies. Is that Yeah,
1: uh, po- <laughs> okay. I think it's pots, but yeah, maybe pies. Let's pots.
0: go with pies. <laughs> okay. I, I prefer pie. So I'll just say pie. <laughs> right, so I like pie. to have my hands in a lot of different pies, different varieties. And, um, and so, you know, I started doing, I was like, okay, I'm going to do these vlogs. I'm really excited about it. It's something I love to do. I do it a lot at work. Like, I'm going to bring that into my personal life and do it about stand up because I love stand up and I love, I even love the process of recording and editing and uh, the whole thing. Right, I love it all. Right. And so I was doing that. And then I was like, okay, great. Because that means it's going to push me also to do more stand up because I'm going to need material, right? On yeah. the, for the videos. So then I was doing like three to four shows a week. Then I had, I was trying to release a video a week. And that's like, I mean, doing a, you know, eight to 10 minute video, it's hours, it's hours, right. Of, of editing, of organizing material, everything. I just kind of got to this point where I was like, okay, I I gave myself permission to let something, to let something go for at least like a little while. That's what I said to myself. I'm like, it's not permanent. I do want to get back and do that kind of stuff. But right now I need to, I need to have some priorities. And I think that's one thing that I've definitely learned is I need to, say no to some things and have some kind of a priorities list yeah. um, because it's just, I, I heard actually my, one, one of my friends uh, told me about this and I was like, oh, I love that. It's a, uh, he like writes down a big list of all the things that he wants to do, right? All these like, even like weird goals, but like it could be to have a YouTube channel, to be a great presenter, to, you know, be a keynote speaker on something, whatever, like things that are attainable, but that are kind of, you have a lot of them running around in your brain. And then he kind of sat down and he chose three. And you, you kind of circle these three on your page and then you're like, okay, everything I do, it's going to be revolving around these things, Ooh. you know, so I'm not going to start another project that's working on something else on my list until I sat, until I kind of reach the goal of these three things that I've chosen. That's and, great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it was, gives you
1: something to work towards, you know, that, that's tough yes. because if you're barreling forward, not having any kind of direction or, or the opposite side where you have like 23 directions. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's not easy to manage that, you know, so you really yeah. have to focus in. That's awesome. I love that
0: It's great and it's 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 a very difficult thing to do Don't underestimate how hard it is to choose these three things and then to yeah. like not look at the other things for a little while because that if, That's one thing that I find comes true more and more is like it's not deciding What to move forward with it's deciding what not to move forward, yeah, with, you know, it's it's like re- it's like mourning that thing that you're not going to do for a little while, or you're never going to do. Maybe, yeah, you know? and,
1: and maybe you go towards your strengths. You know that, like, yeah. like you just said. I mean, it's also having self awareness and being able to say, I, I I need to take a break somewhere. Maybe this is where I can let it slip, but I'm going to double down over here. You know,
0: totally, totally. I think just giving yourself that permission and then having a bit of focus. I think for anybody who's working creatively, you, you'll find that you have ideas coming in and out and they're, you know you're always very excited about things and you can get yourself worked up about a new idea quite easily. And that's why I think for creatives, it's so important to have this focus and to really be strict with yourself. At least I know I need that. That's,
1: like, that's awesome. Seriously. So let's talk about your podcast a little bit. Okay. Ha- Happy Hour Career Talk. Yeah. Let's talk about it.
0: Yeah. Happy Hour is a it's a fun little podcast where it's me and my uh, one of my friends. Uh, we used to work together, Penny Blackmore, and we basically, we have kind of a we're always talking about work and career and, you know, motivation and like, you know, career development and all those things. We were always talking about those things together and we found it really, it's like, we would always talk about it very like frankly and honestly with each other. It was never like that kind of like aspirational. Neither one of us wants to be like a billionaire. You know, we're all just kind of, we're both just trying to be like happy at work, driven. We want to, we want to progress, but we don't want to, we don't need to do it like, you know, we don't need to have some crazy goals. Um, and so we thought we would start a podcast for people that were kind of also in that bracket, found themselves just like, you know, working at a job that they're excited about and they're happy and they want to do, you know, they want to do well and they wanna progress, but they're also just like us, you know, they're not, they're not CEOs, yeah. they're not, you know in the Forbes top 40 under 40 or whatever, you know, like they're just people working on a daily basis. And so we, we started this and we, we used, um, a format that has never been used before uh of uh people writing letters into a radio show <laughs> yeah and yes. uh kind of like it's never <laughs> been never been seen before anthony uh never been done yeah yes. um so we we usually <laughs> there's a breaking new ground. exactly yeah we usually tackle like a couple of of listener questions and and we just we don't do it from a place of like authority uh we're just like what would you do what would I do? What should you do? And sometimes we'll research the questions if they're, you know, about something that maybe we don't know a lot about. So for us, it's like this fun experiment where we're like, oh, we're just sort of chatting about work stuff in the way that you would talk to your colleagues or your friends after work having a happy hour drink. And that's kind of the, yeah. the idea. Yeah.
1: And that's what that's what I love about it, honestly. I mean, I, I, I haven't listened to every episode, but I have gone back. I've listened to maybe uh, five or six of them. And I intend mm-hmm. on going back and listening listening to all of them. So it is fairly new for me, but you're in cool. you are in my my queue now. So I get new episodes uh, all the time. You said you recorded today, so I'm looking forward to the new one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's great little nuggets in there. It's real. You're mm-hmm. getting these questions from from real people out there that are that are working the, their everyday jobs. That was a, a lot of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast was to give those same people like a voice, you know, yeah. and and. Be able to talk to them. To your same point, I see a lot of podcasts out there, and look, I'm not looking to do anything so major or or groundbreaking whatsoever, but Mm -hmm. it's nice to to connect with people in that way, you know, and and to let them have a voice, you know, so it's not, you know, the CMO or CEO of any of these companies, founders or anything. I mean, you know, we can throw those in every once in a while, yeah. Uh, but (laughs) it's more about like, you know, kind of the voice of the people or, you know, everybody out there, we're we're grinding, we're doing our things, and, uh, you know, you want to hear from 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 them.
0: A hundred percent. I think that's one thing that we just don't see enough of and don't hear enough from is the the, I mean 99.9% of us who are just like,
1: yeah. oh yeah,
0: I want to have a I want to have a great career. I'm like excited about moving forward, maybe being a manager, maybe I'm gonna like whatever. But I also want to have a life outside of that. I want to have friendships and like oh, I have a relationship there's all those other things and I think there's so much focus on like and I some of these guys I mean you know these kind of really entrepreneur heavy guys are like yeah I, I like what they're saying a lot of the time but then a lot of the time I'm like that's so unrealistic yeah like for me I just can't half of your advice is completely unusable so that's kind of the inspiration you
1: can call Gary V out specifically it's okay <laughs> 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 you caught me. You saw right through <laughs> me, Anthony. But you know what? I honestly I I love Gary V. I I he he is what inspired me originally to to really kind of do my thing, right? To to get out and yeah. do it because I didn't have yeah. that. I didn't have that voice being like you can do it. You just have to do it, yeah. you know? And um yeah. and that that helped me.
0: Yeah, that's the thing.
1: Keeping up with that though, it's 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 really difficult.
0: That's what I find is um coming from any place where someone is giving you advice, Or like, you know, I read a lot of books and then, you know, and they're giving you these kind of pointers and this is what you should do and whatever. You have to sort of filter it, right, for yourself and edit it. So it's like you take a few bits and then you like scratch the rest and then move on because taking everything you read or hear or see as like the gospel is um, a pretty dangerous place place to live, I'd say.
1: Okay, so let everyone know what is a piece of advice for people looking to break into UX design sprints or even acting or or stand-up comedy. What what is something that you mm-hmm. can give somebody that that's looking to break in? And then what is something that somebody can do to sort of level up their career?
0: The piece of advice that I would give people is um some advice that was given to me not long ago actually, and it was okay, like let's say anthony you're like oh i'm really interested in trying stand up but you're really scared right you're like i'm really nervous about it like i it just seems kind of really outside of my realm like I've, I, I but i but i really i just have this inkling that i really want to do it my advice is this is sort of a telltale sign that probably you should do it because if if there's something that you're really nervous about doing but you equally have this sort of like inkling that you want to do it it's probably because you know you could probably be really good at it and so you're nervous to find out like oh maybe I'm not good at it you know and you're like it's like your brain kind of fighting fighting your body on it and they're like well but then you could find out like right now Anthony you're just like oh I've never done stand-up but I could be good at it but then if you do (laughs) it you're gonna know right so it's sort of like this I, I'm always like, I mean, there's that whole like feel the fear and then do it anyway kind of thing. But I really do believe in that. If there's something in your, like in your life, like you're like, I want to start a blog, but you're kind of like, you're not doing it because you're a bit nervous or you're like, will people like it? Will they hate it? Will it be awful? Just do it because it's definitely, if it's something that you're, you have any kind of inkling, but you're nervous about, probably it's a really, really good idea to do it. That's my piece of advice for sure.
1: I Absolutely love that. That is super super useful. You gotta just do it. You gotta, yeah. you gotta put it out there. Do it.
0: And it's I know it's easy to easier said than done, but I I really do. The more the more I hear the people say those kinds of things to me, the more I'm like, just like you with Gary V, right? Someone was telling you to do it, yeah. and then you were like, I'm doing it. Yeah,
1: um, I'm doing it. So yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, and even if you're that's the the key there is like even if it makes you nervous, and actually if it makes you nervous, it's probably a sign even. An even bigger reason why you should do it, you know.
1: Yeah, if you do it, you might not be nervous on the other end, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, what was the the career advice, right?
1: Oh yeah, so yeah, so just uh, maybe somebody that's in the, in the um, in the prime of their career or in the middle of their career, and and they're or they're struggling, you know, how do they level up to get to that next level?
0: Yeah, it's so important to know yourself very well. So I think that often when like in times that I was really struggling and I was like, oh my God, I'm not good at this or I can't do this or I just feel like I can't get where I want to be. It was because I was pushing in, a, in the wrong direction. And mm-hmm. then like after learning a little bit more about my skills, my interests, my passions, like what am I actually excited about? You find that like all of a sudden everything gets a lot easier. And it's not that I'm not about like, improving your skills. Like if you're really bad at something, obviously you can, you know, try to improve that, but doubling down on the things that excite you and the things that you're good at is just going to, it's, it's going to make your career so much easier and you're going to be happier at work in general. Right. So I think the best, like the best advice I could give someone who's like kind of struggling is to really like, start going to some like i the one i mentioned earlier i went to this workshop it was actually with oh shoot i can't think of it it was a, this decision making workshop it was like how to make better decisions whatever and i learned right. so much about myself it was school of life it was a school of life workshop which is just like a oh, cool. you can look them up online they have all kinds of videos about it's like uh, emotional intelligence basically Right. so it's right, all right. about that yeah and so it was like Ooh, that's it was great. Yeah, and it's their videos are amazing as well. So I would highly recommend that video, that uh, YouTube channel. And then they also do like in person workshops around the world. And I went to this one and it really taught me so much about how I make decisions and what I base them on and sort of the outcomes of my decisions. And I was like, oh my God. And it really changed the way that I think about. This decision making and you know anytime I'm like oh really struggling like you know should I do this or should I do that in terms of like work career whatever I just sort of I know that about myself now and it's it's yeah. a game changer so I would say like try to work on your emotional intelligence and I think it will have a massive impact on your career in more ways than you could probably even you know realize
1: very cool yeah o- open up the window to yourself find out about
0: yourself. yeah Yeah. Yeah. And do what you're good at. Do what you're good at as well. I might have said that, but that's, it's just so important.
1: Well, Brittany, we need to do a, we need to do a part two of this for sure. I could talk to you for hours.
0: Cool. Yeah. I'd love that.
1: Yeah. It was really awesome having you here. Let's plug a little bit so people can find you on Instagram or actually I'll let you uh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I have a lot of fun with Instagram. So sometimes there will there will be like valuable things that I'm learning or discovering or reading. Sometimes it will be things that I'm eating or cooking or uh, you know. Whatever. Um, It might get weird. That's all. (laughs) Just a warning. It might get weird. And then, uh, yeah, you should definitely try it. I mean, if you like podcasts like Anthony's, you probably will like my podcast. So definitely have a listen to that. It's um, very cheerful, fun, good, like, commute, listen. And... um, Is that all? I think that's all. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: All right. Those two things. Yes. So make sure you follow Brittany. It was um, really amazing having you. Thank you so much for all of your insight. You are awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Anthony. It's been a real pleasure and I cannot believe it's been an hour. I know. It went really fast. Only a few minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Well, uh, yes. So I hope to speak to you soon. And uh, again, I would would love to do a follow up with you at some point.
0: Definitely. Reach out. Absolutely. I'd love that. It'd be great.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Brittany.
0: Awesome. Bye.
1: I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Brittany. She is a multifaceted talent. She's tackling tech. She's writing and performing comedy. And of course, she is killing it with her branding and media game. Please give her a visit on Instagram at Brittany Bow. That is B-R-I-T-T-N-I-B-O-W. And be sure to check out her podcast, Happy Hour, Career Talk with Brittany and Penny. They are dropping gems on you left and right. So be sure to subscribe and drop them a note or question. They will address it on the show. You could check us out on Instagram at staycreating. Shoot me a DM. I want to hear from you. Uh, I feature every guest that I have on the podcast on the Instagram account. So you can get a vibe of who the guests are and the work that they do. With this podcast, I've been fortunate enough to connect with some really unique voices and bring you stories of talented, hardworking, hustling creators. These are origin stories mixed with insight into how they took their talent and skill and turned it into a career for themselves. So I hope you're able to take something away from these stories, and I want to hear from you on what you'd like to hear more of. So be sure to check us out on LinkedIn, where we'll be mixing it up in the professional landscape. Of course, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, make sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review. I want to hear from my fellow creators out there who every damn day stay creating. Peace.